Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barrick Harlan, and with me today I'm delighted to have Tyg of the band Silverglass on with me. So, uh, Tyg started Silverglass. It also features members Adam Nealon, who you may know as the drummer from Nerves, who plays drums in this band, and then Owen Kerr, who plays guitar in this band. And uh, the band have just released their very first single, Seraph, which also features the musical talents of Spooklet. And uh, honestly, it's one of my favorite songs that I've listened to in a very long time. It's this kind of, they describe their music as Midwest emo bangers, uh, which is apt. Um, but it's like this glitchy, ethereal math rock song. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I would highly recommend checking it out. So obviously we'll be chatting about that in great detail, uh, chatting about how the band got started, where the creative ideas come from and what's in store for us next. And a few host of random questions that we normally ask at the end of this podcast. But uh, it was an absolute delight chatting with Ty. We've been trying to get this episode organized for a while and it finally came together um, just before this debut single. Who would have thought? So uh, <laughs> hope you've enjoyed the episode. Here's a theme music by Zach Stevenson. All right, everybody, we're here for another episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm here with Tyg of Silverglass. Thank you so much for coming on. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. It's been a long time coming. I was afraid to check the uh, <laughs> the messages to see when we actually started this, but you're finally here. The fantastic single that we will chat about in a second. But uh, we normally start these episodes off with basically asking you, how did you get into music? Um, I started playing bass in like a Blink-182 cover band. Oh, back nice. In I was like mad into pop punk and everything <laughs> weren't uh, we all <laughs> yeah no that like really i think that shaped everything i was just like obsessed with like mark hoppus and like <laughs> mike dern from green day and everything um favorite is, blink album blink album um what's the what's the one of feeling this on it uh the self-titled self-titled either self-titled or enema of the state yeah that um, would, they would be my two as well <laughs> like obsessed like yeah they really shaped a lot of like uh, how I got into music. Um, I don't like play like pop punk or anything anymore, but like it's one of those things you hear when you're like, <laughs> you know, on a night out or something. You're like, oh my God, I still love this stuff. Like, well, well sure. I was at the only, I was at the Blink 182 listing party not too long ago for the new the album. Outcasts? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. But um, like literally after it was done, because I was listening to the album, I was like, oh, this isn't actually, it's not that bad. Mm. And then they were playing Blink 182 songs afterwards. And instantly was just like, I forgot how much I love this band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard them first when I was like nine or five or eight or whatever. I'm still just like, they're still so good. <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. Um, and then I was, so I was playing bass for, from like, what was it? 2015, I think. And then went to college for music and played bass the whole way through that. Um, but I was always like, I was getting into more like technical styles mm. of bass and all that. And basically just trying to, do like technical guitar covers on bass on bass which was like just that <laughs> seems like a hard uh... I was just shooting myself in the foot like <laughs> was not like, it's it like was I just... know I can play this on guitar but yeah. I'm gonna do it on bass <laughs> I didn't own a guitar or anything but I was just like I was like there must be a way of just like you know writing stuff like this that I really like and I was like oh yeah I should probably just play guitar <laughs> so I ended up doing that and then I th- that was over like lockdown that I got into like 
guitar and production and stuff like that and that's kind of where my sound is now yeah. Yeah. where did the electronic influence come from then uh i was really into skrillex when i was younger oh, nice. <laughs> as was i man <laughs> still love skrillex man any of his new albums that he's put out recently are like have you listened to any of them? No, his new stuff. Yeah, like it's is it like, still good. Like it's like completely different because I like, knew them from first to last as well. Yeah, and then from Skrillex. So Emily, my from first to last. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> such a banger. I went to see Skrillex live in no, not oh no, sorry, I'm I'm mixing Skrillex up with Dead Mouse, but Skrillex was amazing. Mm. You know, he produced uh, "There Is a Hell." Believe you have seen it. Yeah. That, He's yeah. a fantastic producer. He's, his name is everywhere, like credits everywhere for like especially modern music and stuff. Like he does like there's like a load of new like kind of UK garage tracks on his like new albums and stuff. Really? It's like it's not like the dubstep stuff he used to do anymore. Like it's all like ah, steady. Just check, steady. check it out. Like, he did yeah. the song that that really weird song with the doors. I remember I was just, um, breaking a sweat with years ago. Oh yeah. Like, what is this? <laughs> It's so strange. It's like the doors are coming back for a new single. It's like, all right, cool. It's like yeah. with Skrillex. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, real. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, that really got me into like kind of electronic production stuff though. Like I, I'd always listen to like electronic music and then like Igloo Ghost was the main one. Um, Who, sorry? Igloo Ghost. I don't know them now, to be honest. Uh, he's, I think he's from Ireland originally, but he like does loads of like, uh, he's got like this big like world kind of built around his music where there's all these like, little like sprites and stuff that just like are characters in his universe but it's all like <laughs> nice super glitchy like really like alien music uh, <laughs> that i just like couldn't make sense of what i'd heard first and i was like i need to try and make something like this <laughs> you know it was like um so yeah i got obsessed with that and that's how i got into production then because i was just like i need to learn how to make like a <laughs> kind of sound <laughs> So that's how, is that, that was the beginning of Silverglass then, is it? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So that was like kind of, um, I think I just started with like making guitar videos and stuff for like Instagram and stuff. Um, and like I was really enjoying that for a while. And then Owen, the fellow who plays guitar in the band, was just like, we should just make this into like a live project. And I was like, how? Because <laughs> I, like, I, I had no idea about like, <laughs> live playback or anything like that or like even like I don't think we even had full songs like I had loads of like riffs that I was like this is really cool and then like a beat to go along with it and I was like yeah but just, I never like wouldn't go anywhere yeah or, yeah. yeah it was like I was like my songwriting was just like not there so like I was like <laughs> I need to I need to figure that out um so having the two lads in the band Owen and Adam um just like really kind of it brought it to a different level of like composition I suppose mm. like a kind of learned a lot more how to write like full pieces and just like spend more time on things rather than just being like riff 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 yeah. sounds good <laughs> <laughs> okay that's it <laughs> where, where did the name come from actually um i think i just liked how the two words sound together <laughs> it's one of those things i'm so bad for that like i like it's just I always end up like doing something and then like being like someone will be like oh what does that mean afterwards and I'll just like come up with a random <laughs> thing like I have this like little triangle tattoo in my hand here and like I remember everyone like what, was like, asking me what it meant seconds to Mars fan or <laughs> I started telling people it was Squid Game nice. like, <laughs> I didn't even like Squid Game like <laughs> uh, but yeah it's just like two words that I like and it sounds good together and uh 
but it's also like ties in with like the visual aspect of mm. everything where it's like that kind of like liquidy metal sort of like y2k cyber aesthetic <laughs> you know like it's yeah, all just I know exactly what you mean yeah big charlie um, fan and ag cook fan over here so yeah yeah, so yeah. Those <laughs> <visuals>. <laughs> that was a huge part of like me kind of like trying to like build a, like a visual identity mm. for the project just because like I found it difficult when I started because like it's instrumental and it's like fairly like experimental tracks um so just like I didn't know where to go with it really but like having like other artists like who yeah. are also in that genre who've like really kind of like 100 gex yeah 100 gex <laughs> obsessed obsessed with 100 gex I remember <laughs> seeing them live I can't remember where it was I think it was at the download festival or something it was a member it was a, a strange festival for them to be playing yeah and I had no idea what it was I'd never heard it before mm. I was just in the in the tank just going the fuck is this? <laughs> did you see the um, Deftones put on a festival in oh, I did America? see that, yeah. And they have like, they had 100 X as support <laughs> and it was all like the Deftones fans just being like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, they had, uh, they had churches play as well yeah. at that festival and they got, churches got absolutely lambasted and it's like, would you, they, they fucking picked the lineup. Well, yeah. Honestly, they're a decent band if Deftones yeah. are picking them. I like, I, I quite like churches Churches as well. are cool, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, no, Deftones are a very. Do you ever listen to Crosses, the other the side project of Chino Marino? No, I you didn't know check that was the, a thing. The, the ways Sleep, which are no Sleep Toe Sleep. I can't remember. Some other band, but the main one to check out is Crosses. Are okay. very good. Kind of, uh, I don't know. It's like a weird punky Depeche Mode kind of sound. He almost has the best way, but Deadly. it's worth checking out anyway. Unreal. But uh, we'll ask you about the new single, Sarah. What well, Seraph is it? We're planting that right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> How did that song come about? Because I know you've you'd previous songs. Like, so I was just wondering why was this one the particular one where you're like, okay, cool. This is the this is the one where we'll launch with. Um, I think it was it was the first track I'd worked on like collaboratively, like with like another producer. Like um, a lot of them, like, well, like the others would have been like, I'd write a song and then like, say, Owen or Adam would like give feedback and, you know, kind of like give guidance for like, like Owen would record a part or Adam would be like, do drums better there. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Um, but like this one I sent to uh, uh, Hannah, my friend uh, Spooklet, um, and her music is just amazing. And I like was just like so in love with like the soundscapes that she was able to create and mm. just like her sense of groove. And we both have that same kind of like love for like glitchy kind of percussion and stuff like that. Um, so I sent her a beat that I'd made and like a guitar riff along with it. And she like took it and just like resampled everything and <laughs> sent me back something completely different. And I was like this is just so much better was so, it kind of more raw is it or like it was like this? no there was a lot more going on with it it was like the original one was like what my idea for a chorus in the song um mm. and it like was like really kind of like big and like experimental and had all these like huge synths and everything <laughs> and then like the intro to seraph is what she sent back to me which is just it's pretty much just like just like kick percussion and then like a pad that's like fading in um and then i took that and put like a guitar riff over it and i remember showing it at the time to charlie uh charlie mccarthy um because i live with him friend of the pod yes <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, he was just like i just want to listen to that part now you know like i like like because i still had the original beat as like going into the chorus there and he was yeah. like i i just want to listen to this part i was like 
yeah i'm just gonna scrap everything <laughs> so yeah i scrapped it all and then kind of like built the rest of the song off like other samples she'd sent me um because she did like so much there was like a whole like intro section and everything that i ended up using for like the bridge and all this so it was a lot of like kind of back and forth and stuff um but yeah that was like a big project for me in a way that i was like i need to like i, I felt like it just showed what the project had come to mm. um at that point because it was like my first time i was like working with another producer and i was like i could i feel like my identity is there in a way that stands out in tracks before i felt like it hadn't but like i felt like this one really captured kind of where i was going or what mm. i wanted to do um so um and then like just the riff at the end was like something that like <laughs> i just keep like hearing like the lads in my house like kind of like humming along to or something <laughs> i was like okay i have to get i have to get this one out like <laughs> yeah if you're having like talented musicians like like charlie it's probably best to go along with what they say to yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah charlie's definitely a huge help we just like send each other like our music all the time it's just like <laughs> I feel like we're inside that's each other. That's brains. a good collaborative experience. Like, yeah, yeah oh, that's that's definitely I had so many off. people with like such great opinions on it. I was <laughs> like, okay, yeah, this is probably like the combination of how good my music is. No, now. as we said, like when before we started recording, when I first listened to it, I was like, this is fucking class. Like, I really genuinely, I wouldn't be saying I enjoyed it if I didn't really, really, really like it or have you on if I didn't Thank like so your much. music. So, no, I thought it was thought it was very, very cool. Who did the visuals for it actually? Uh, it's an artist that I found on Twitter like years ago. Um, oh, and yeah. I. I think I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's like Aletune or something. <laughs> it's like Yeah, I don't know. I get like if there's a, like any way you can link them or something. Oh no, I'll put yeah, I'll put them in the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, like I'll just give you their link or something. Yeah, just I'm definitely just butchering the, butchering their name. Uh but like they're just like insane at what they do. It's all like the visuals are crazy. Yeah, there's the so columns like heavenly looking. There's there's something kind of super like but like metallic heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just so like ethereal and stuff yeah it's awesome (laughs) doesn't make sense to look at like you know you're like it looks like you're looking at something that's like not supposed to be real which i i really like that's like a big part of like the i suppose the concept behind the music and everything is just like kind of like I started feeding into all this like biblical angel kind of stuff after that. Do you ever like, see the photos of what angels actually look like yeah, in the Bible? Yeah, that's that was, the coolest that's exactly shit in the world. What, like, I was just like, I need to write a song about this now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does seraph mean actually? The, the, it means angel. It does mean yeah, angel, does yeah. it? Oh, sick, so okay. That's where the whole kind Mission of... Mission accomplished then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when they sent um, that uh, the artwork back, I was like... Because the song was originally called Sulphur um, when I was working on it with... Um, I got a... Do you know that band Still Blue? No, actually, I they're don't. Really cool, like uh, kind of like indie pop sort of music. Uh, okay. But their drummer Greg, he does like he's like an amazing mixing engineer. Um, so I was working with him, and uh, I was just like, it's kind of like the point where you know your music is finalized and you keep seeing the oh, end yeah, of yeah. it coming up, and I was just like, it's just it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, in my brain, it didn't make sense. So I scrapped the name Sulfur and called it Seraph. When I got the artwork back, because I was like, I feel like it's just ties into the whole kind of biblical angels. Sulfur has like a completely different context as well. Cause yeah, they associated with hell. Uh, yeah, 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 actually, that's true. <laughs> well, my demo version was hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember going to, apparently, sulfur is like really good for your skin. So I remember going to a, a sulfur mining place in 
Italy, just beside Mount Vesuvius. And there was a guy there who was like, he goes, what age do you think I am? He looked about 25, yeah. but he was 40. And I was just like, okay, so like this, this hell is basically cooler than I could ever have thought. Everybody yeah. looks young there as well. <laughs> Where did the logo come from, actually, by the way? I found someone on Fiverr who made it. I nice. remember, do you know Colleen? You did an interview with Colleen. Yes, I do know Colleen. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was talking to her. I think she got her her. Um, she, I think she got the logo from Fiverr as well. Yeah, or and, the artwork at least. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, "That's like so cool that yeah. you can just like." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just found someone on Fiverr and got them to do it, which was. The, like, I remember she was showing me variations of it as well. I was like, "This is so fucking talented." <laughs> yeah, it's I, just random I, people who like just offered their services. Well, so. I I went on it over COVID. I was yeah. like, I need money because the, the company I was working for basically they let me go. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was like, I need fucking money. I was working as a graphic designer and I put my okay. designs up on it and I was like, I'll do like a, an album cover for what we'll say. Like, I thought it was being like cheap. I was like, I'll do it for like a hundred quid. And there's, then there's people doing them for like fucking 10 quid and they're like proper yeah. illustrations and everything. I was like, I can't compete with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you get any work off it? No. Really? Yeah. Because I was like, I, don't I know, did not. Thank you for bringing that memory up. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're not um, sorry. Because <laughs> like I was like thought of like kind of putting services on it, but it's so like it's such an oversaturated marketplace. I feel. Sure, you're facing that. Sorry. Is that good? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Me versus microphones. So what happens when you're in an instrumental band? You know, like it's just not a thing that happens. Do you, do you have a microphone on stage with you? Like I have like a talkback mic. Talkback mic. Yeah, okay. but like. I don't know. I'm so fucking bad at talking to people on stage. I always get so stressed out with it. I think because like I spent so long being like a bass player and being like in the back mm. when I was gigging and stuff like that. And then I never like because like when we started gigging with this stuff, I was like, it felt like gigging for the first time because I was just like, I don't know. I don't know how to talk to a crowd. <laughs> you know, like, um, Yeah. So definitely kind of like building that up at the moment you know it's how, like how did the songs actually translate live in terms of because like obviously you have like a real drumming set with you mm. and guitarists and everything like is it is it kind of hard to kind of replicate that sound live or it depends on like i suppose like the room or who you have on sound mm. you know but like we've definitely had like gigs where i'm just like oh my god that sounds like amazing you know because it's like we leave a lot of like we run tracks live as well mm. so we like leave a lot of like the glitchy kind of percussion in and then Adam will play around that which is like I don't know how he does that you know it's like there's so much like <laughs> so much to work on yeah for sure I feel like it's like you're given like I feel like I'm just giving him a big block of marble and he's just like <laughs> whacking away at it until he can find his place in it but he's like it's great like you know they're both such talented dudes like and uh what's coming next for you now Do you like I've got, I'm working on an EP at the moment, so I've got Very like, nice. kind of, like everything's produced and like, oh, wow, ready. Okay. yeah, so it's just kind of like getting it like mixed and mastered at the moment. So we're about halfway through that Fantastic. process. Yeah. Ooh, but I really want to go like a lot, like I want a lot more visuals for it and everything. <laughs> so I'm kind of just like, like just trying to expand the world around yeah. everything, you know? Um, so that's just like a money thing. Get that projector thing. going at the show. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, That's I the goal. I saw it was, it was a true home we're playing in upstairs in Workman's and they had this kind of, they have like a drone noise going that they play. Yeah. So it's this kind of like psychedelic drone while they play metal. And then they also have all these like trippy, like 
I don't know how to describe it, just these trippy visuals going on behind them. By the end of it, I was like, this is just a complete mindfuck. It, yeah. vis- visuals and sh- I don't know why people don't utilize them more. For sure. Like even like obviously, you know, nerves and stuff, have the TV and stuff on stage. It just adds all these little like extra elements that are just fantastic on yeah. stage. Especially with your music, I'd say it would work very well. That is the goal that yeah. like we're trying to get like kind of like a full like visual light show going mm. for it. So like that's a work in progress at the moment. But I saw... Um, it's expensive as the problem. It is, issue. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of building up to that. But... um. Do you know No Spill Blood? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see them? Oh my God, man. It was, yeah. I went to college with uh, Ro, I think is the name, is the drummer. And I remember seeing them live for the first time and just could not believe the skill that goes into what they're playing. It was them and Percolator, I think, in one night. It was a very good night. Oh my God. That's (laughs) stacked. Where was that gig? It was in Bellow Bar. No way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's class. (laughs) It's very good. There's. I like, got my fucking phone stolen at it though. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I got, so I got robbed on O'Connell Street. Yeah. Got a new phone. I, no, I got. I had a, got a brand new phone. Then got robbed on O'Connell Street of that new phone. Then got another phone and then got robbed at Bellow Bar. There's some guy took it out of my back pocket in like the same in, day during the show in the space of a week and a half. Oh, no. <laughs> the worst look ever yeah, oh I, I have terrible luck with phones yeah, I just okay. break them a lot very yeah. easily and yeah I just yeah but that particular week sucked nightmare oh my god <laughs> and all the videos were like uh, of me posting on social media going best night ever <laughs> those people were amazing and then the very next day just in my room going I'm so fucking broke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this experience average but, um, no spilled blood gig enjoyment <laughs> what was it did you it was the Whedon show did you see them at was yeah, it yeah. yeah I was working that night because um, I worked the bar in Wheelands, oh, um, nice. which is like it's cool you yeah. know we get to see a lot of good gigs and also stay up all night for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well but but did they, did they have a visual thing going on with yeah, that? yeah it was like just like it's just so cool like i really love seeing that with like especially with like more local bands and stuff mm. you know because like as you're saying it's just not really like utilized a whole lot but like i've been to gigs where like there's been something as simple as like i saw loathe in um oh. And just like the, the red, <laughs> they just have this big red like background and that's it. And it's just so that's intense. It. It's just a red square. Like, oh, that's so they're cool. Just so, they're just washed out completely. Super talented band as well. Where were they playing? Uh, I saw them up in Belfast <clears throat> supporting Spirit Box. Oh, fuck. So that was, that's, a, that's a pretty sweet show. <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, love I still Spirit think I like, well. they've come up, it's come up quite a bit on this podcast. I still think one of the most impressive utilization of a screen at a show I've ever seen was at Godflesh in... Um, the oh, an opium yeah it was just pitch black on stage you couldn't see them it's okay. just a two i don't know if you know godflesh it's just a two-piece okay um industrial metal drum machine kind of thing yeah but they just had this screen just playing like biblical kind of apocalyptic shit oh my god so and then the music is so loud that the bottles on tables were vibrating um <laughs> I, like they're playing the academy and i've been warning people i was like do not go to that show yeah uh, you will be deaf <laughs> at the end over. of it. You will need to bring industrial like builders head uh, headphones. Yeah, it. it's just so loud. But um, everyone rocking around in the mosh pit with like oh yeah, but it, it was it was like just watching it. It was just like this is fucking scary. Like yeah. but in, in a good way. It was a very very good show. Mm. Um, I guess we're on to the second portion. Oh wait 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 no, we have a gig announcement. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Eighteenth uh, of December, <laughs> we're doing a charity gig for the people of Palestine. We're going to be playing Workman Cellar. Um, I think Cable are going to support Sick. Cable are deadly so I'm excited Cable are very very yeah. good they may or not may be on the podcast if they play their cards right huge <laughs> <laughs> huge for Cable enjoyers <laughs> no they're a very yeah. very very good band um, so this is you probably know because you've listened to this is the part where I ask you stupid questions class um, so 
Uh, first and last album you bought? Uh, first album I ever got was Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Nice. That was the first one I bought as really? well. For myself, yeah, it was the first one I bought. The first one I was given was Akon's Convicted, and that doesn't bear talking about. But uh, <laughs> How is that spelled? Convicted? Uh, is convicted? It's it spelt with a K. With a K? <laughs> <laughs> it is spelt with a K. I still have it. I still have it in my room. That's like the best brand identity I've ever seen. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> oh, it had such amazing sounds like Smack That and uh, Don't Matter and Gangsta Bop was also on it Gangsta as well. Bop. So, yeah. Hybrid Theory is a fucking amazing album. Yeah, I like. I was so obsessed with that. that I think that really like got me into like heavy music. You want me to stuff. make you super jealous? Yeah, I got to see it from before, plays from start to finish at Download Festival, and then they played for like another hour and a half after oh, that as joking? well. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I was a very big Linkin Park fan, so it was kind of a dream come true. That's Mike huge. Shinoda came on with a red wig. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, like no a way. Wig, with the, the spiky just, one. They just threw it off after that after the first song. <laughs> Oh, that must have been insane. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was kind of, it was one of those gigs where the, the crowd were going so wild that you couldn't actually hear the band because everybody yeah. was rapping every single line. That's so cool. Yeah, but it was very, very, very good. <laughs> if you ever see the making of that album, the shit they had to go through. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Like, yeah. one, apparently one producer... So it was turned down by so many studios. They were like, yeah. not a fucking hope. And then they got one studio who were making who I think was Sony... But they were like, Mr. Han should be wearing like a giant sombrero hat whenever he's on stage. And like, all <laughs> all the, if you like, listen, if you listen to the Fort Minor album, yeah, uh, there's a couple of snippets of Mike Schnoda talking about the ridiculous stuff that they had to go through. They also didn't want him rapping on the album at all. Really? Which is why they were, they were hired in the first place because the, okay. they had that sound. And then they were just like, no, d- get Mike Schnoda off the songs. We'll just use Chester. It's like, what? The two vocalist thing was such a like yeah, it was such a mind fuck. I remember, yeah. I remember seeing one step closer to the video for the first time, yeah. which was directed by a porn director, by the way. Really? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had never done a music video before. He just directed porn, so he's he's the he's the director of that. Yeah. So he's um, like, I want flying monks. I want everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going all in. And we're going Asian for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Hybrid Theory, I think, I, like, I, you hear of Gateway albums, mm. like Stadium Arcadium by Red Hot Chili Peppers or something like that, or like Songs for the Deaf, but definitely Hybrid Theory is a huge one, for, yeah. I think, for a lot of people. Definitely, mm. yeah, because, like, heavy music is definitely, like, a big part of, like, my inspiration and stuff, even though the music I make isn't, like, necessarily, like, you know, it's not, like, metal or mm. anything, but, like, I think just, like, the like the feeling of like you know heavy music you know that that like kind of like the stank face yeah yeah like yeah i know i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) yeah that's something i loved about electronic music as well it's just really hard-hitting bass so i think just trying to like combine like those like elements of like really heavy bass and like kind of intricate guitar work that you'd hear in like metal music and stuff do you know it's funny you mention that because i get whenever we're at like a night out and if we're going into a nightclub see like like really heavy like industrial techno and that kind of stuff yeah. i can't i start getting kind of a panic attack when i listen to it and people are like barry you go to fucking <laughs> grindcore shows on yeah. a regular basis it's like it's different and they're like no it's not <laughs> what is it about it i don't know it's just like, well because i'm very claustrophobic so okay. like uh, so when that stuff's playing i just instantly go oh yeah sure yeah <laughs> Is it just the environment that kind of like? I think you? it's the mix of both. It's yeah, the, the okay. music. The music I find very, very, very intense. Yeah. Um. But in in not in the way in like we're metal where I'm like oh I just get very scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My sister laughs because my sister plays quite a lot of that kind of stuff herself, and she's just like I don't get it. She goes I can hear from your room just yeah. 
a woman screaming for about an hour about some horrible <laughs> deed that happened and then you're just coming back downstairs going hello Hi. <laughs> anyone want tea <laughs> what was the last album you bought last album i bought was probably i think it was polyphia's new record do you know polyphia i don't know polyphia actually they're like if you listen to them and listen to my music you'll be like oh okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i it's see just the like, connection yeah, yeah yeah it's all just like really fast melodic guitar kind of stuff so okay. yeah oh no like, i have to give that a shot where are they from uh austin texas austin texas yeah. okay i think so nice. i think so the, ha- the happening city at the moment yeah in the states yeah but uh they're deadly i think I, I got their like they're definitely like not a band that like you know is dying for album sales because everyone's just you know obsessed with them oh, but right. like um <laughs> I, like it's one of those things where you're just like feeling like you're part of something i suppose yeah, yeah. you know like um yeah but they're they're unreal i saw them in the grand social before uh lockdown and like it's just like good venue to see people in yeah, yeah. The friendliest mosh pit i've ever been in <laughs> my friend like lost his phone and like got it back at the end got it back in like 10 seconds <laughs> like it was insane like he like i think i was like i looked at someone and i was like open the circle pit because <laughs> we need to find a phone <laughs> and then like he was like instantly just like okay and just like pushed everyone back and then like someone found the phone held it off and then Game my friend got the phone back so it was like I, so friendly it was I nice. remember being at it was a girl band and they were doing some crazy mosh pit and uh, this guy's shoe went missing during it Yeah. and then about 20 minutes later he, he just goes oh, I got the shoe back <laughs> and the whole crowd just went fucking nuts <laughs> They just announced it. It's the same. Like I remember being at Idols and a friend of yeah. mine lost his phone. He'd never he'd never listened to Idols before, and it was in like um, what's that park next to Stephen's Green called? Uh, oh, Ivy Gardens. Yeah. So his phone went missing. He went crowd surfing. Phone mis- got missing, and then he got given it back. And he goes, "God, Idols crowds are so nice." I was like, "Yeah, we're just having a good time." Mm. Then he went crowd surfing again, and he lost it again, and he didn't get it back. <laughs> yeah, <this time>. <laughs> Flame with fire. So, did you like, not learn your lesson? Yeah. <laughs> A miracle happened, yeah. and then you fucking chance fate, like, <laughs> and you lost. Have you ever lost anything valuable in a mosh pit? Uh, in a mosh pit, no. I remember one time at a gig, though, I got knocked in a mosh pit very hard, and I got a very sharp sensation in the back of my head. Oh, jeez. And I uh, turned around, and a security guard's tooth had got stuck in the back of my head. What? Yeah. It was at a Bring With Horizon show and I just fucking pegged it. <laughs> Jesus. So is he just like bleeding from the mouth? And just, you're bust, just, there like- just busted mouth with the huge tooth thing. I think I think I dislodged it a little bit. It wasn't fully okay. out, but there was just blood going all over his mouth. And oh I was God. like, I was like 15. I was like, oh, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be murdered. I'm going to go out to the smoking area where I don't smoke and just <laughs> chill out for one song. Yeah, you my friend was things, a di- because I, I, I don't really mosh pit that often. So okay. I was, and especially when I was 15 or 16, I was definitely doing it, but I didn't really want to get into this one. And then suddenly, I just got fucking and it was my friend Fran, Fran and he was like see right. didn't you enjoy it I was like no nearly no. died because yeah. of that <laughs> head's bleeding very angry man <laughs> now missing a tooth yeah oh man so I didn't lose anything but that guy lost something so <laughs> on, on account of me so guess it's why though with with like metal gigs and like hard rock gigs and stuff everyone's just like there must be loads of fights at them I was like no there never really is generally just sound people there was a fight yeah. at Fear Factory Oh, a, little, yeah? a little a little scuffle but uh, it was broken up after like literally 20 seconds but okay. that's about it yeah uh, speaking of which actually best live uh, band you've seen this year this year I saw Explosions in the Sky recently oh sick they, they where were they nuts. playing uh, Vicar Street oh very nice I was like this day last week actually 
I have like three other albums on vinyl and I still didn't know they were playing. Yeah, I didn't hear about it until like I was doing like um, like backline for them, just like kind of loading in and loading Mm. out. Um, But like it was, yeah, I didn't know it was on until like someone asked me to do that. They were absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was like the tightest ending ever because it was just like they had, they were trialing out this like light show that they were doing for their tour. And I Mm. think that was the first night they were using it. Okay. But um, very last song, it was just like big, massive wall of noise everyone going mental and then <laughs> all of them jump tuner pedals lights off sound off just completely dead and it was just like everyone just staring <laughs> like it was so like such an experience for that like that much intensity yeah and yeah, then, and just, then just to stop it gone apparently like, my bloody valentine used to do something similar when they were playing live oh, really they'll do, yeah. like they'll do like uh because my lecture when holding hands with jamie came out decided it was a lecture on contemporary art and he's like i'm gonna nix this lecture and we're just gonna talk about this album yeah. for the whole class but he was talking about he was a big uh, my Bloody Valentine fan and he was saying that for the last like 10 minutes of their show they just played this like insanely loud um, wall of sound thing over okay. and over and over again and to the point that it gets kind of like in, like it's almost sore with how loud it is and yeah. how intense it is and then they'll just break randomly like it'll be a jam thing and yeah. then they'll just break into like the most beautiful melody and you get okay, like, like yeah. you get like a proper natural high. He was like, I thought just I was because I that, thought like, I was on yokes. Like, he's like he just fucking <laughs> just rolling just around, goes straight away. Like. <laughs> what an experience! Yeah. yeah, I was like, I always think it's so cool seeing like bands play with like like the physicality of sound mm. live. You know, because like it's just, I suppose like maybe that's why people like metal so much. It's just like you know, there's such a like like a physical feeling yeah. being at one of those gigs where it's so intense like well it's funny you mentioned that because there's a there's a girl that I oh, I've said this so many times in the podcast but anyway there's a, I'll go very quickly with it there's a girl that I work with and mm. she was like can you bring me to one of the gigs that you go to they look really fun and she's from Nepal and she's like this high to me yeah. and she's not into metal at all okay. so the first one brought her was to death heaven and she was like, that was one of the best experiences. That gig was, sick, that gig was fucking unbelievable. Was so good. <laughs> I also smoked a joint for the first time in years and came up to you and was like, Kyle! <laughs> so apologies you about that. how much that happens, man. Like, I think it's just the one syllable name. And he's just like, Barra. I was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, just a little giddy. <laughs> just feeling goofy. <laughs> yeah, great gig. That but she went with me then uh, this weekend to see Wargasm. She's like, and she was like, that was, was amazing that? as well. So, yeah. um, Whereas we're very, 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 very Stick. good. I don't think as good as Death Heaven, but it's yeah. a different type, different buzz anyway. But For like sure, Death yeah. Heaven, I have a Death Heaven tattoo. Like I'm a huge fan. So oh, really? Yeah, I've got one on my leg. Sick. Little dream house. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love that band. Very, very, yeah. very big fan of that band. What did you think of their newer stuff kind of being played live? I fucking hated it when I first heard that album. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. And I yeah. remember my, I would be, I'd be out having drinks with my friend and be over at his house having a few cans and it, we'd put it, we'd put it on. And I'd be sitting kind of sulking. And he's like, Barrett, it's a good album. <laughs> and I was like, like, fuck, I was this. Like, fuck this shit. <laughs> but then uh, when I saw it live, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Because, well, first off, I was afraid that he wouldn't actually be able to sing it live. Yeah. He is kind of doing, it's not like these super high vocals. There's kind of a tenderness to them. So I was like, mm. I was wondering how it would translate live. But then after seeing it live, I went back and listened to the album. I was like, it is actually, a, it's a pretty decent album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just so jarring to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just going from such intense, like. I was very drunk when it came out, the first okay. single. And uh, I was walking home and I started crying. I was like, no. Oh, you're like, they ruined, <laughs> they ruined it. You had a good thing and you ruined it. <laughs> yeah. It is such a dramatic change. Like, but like 
fuck it, you know, those it, albums it are still off. there. I, like, I'm just, like, I heard, you know the song Black Brick? Mm. That apparently they were planning on doing an album of just that style of music after the, um, what the hell is it called? Infinite Granite. But this, that yeah. remains to be seen if they're going to do something okay. like that. But Black Brick is a fucking phenomenal song. Death yep. Metal with Black Metal, them doing it. They can do it all. It's just so, so grungy. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. When they when they played it at the show, I was like, oh my God. Because I, I I, the first time I saw them, it hadn't come out yet. Mm. And then they played that. If you like them, by the way, you should listen to Portrayal of Guilt. I've heard of them. I've never listened to them. Yeah, Portrayal of yeah. Guilt are fucking, like, if you like, sorry, if you like, like the songs like Black Brick. Yeah. Portrayal of Guilt are that style of just. Oh. Yeah, okay. Fear music. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I met them again very drunk when I was on my own in Paris. I was, they, I was like, Where are you guys from? And they're like, Texas. I was like, I didn't know they did music like that in Texas. And he goes, What are you? They were like, What are you basing that off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just You're like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm over just here. impressed. <laughs> uh, most underrated band. Most underrated band, like local band or band in general. I think we could do band in general band or in local general. band. There is quite a th- well. I was local band. We could be here for four hours. Because yeah, for sure. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> I'll do both. Um, I know they're kind of like they. It's not that like no one likes them or no one knows about them, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're just not as big as they should be. It's uh, you know yard. Oh fuck yeah yeah like yard or- <laughs> I like just oh my god I saw them in the Grand Social. Um, like I think it was a month or two ago um, they're on the same lineup as Bucket Bucket oh, nice. as well Bucket yeah. are very very good I saw them open for Heavy Lungs recently they were brilliant oh yeah that yeah. gig was great that I saw was, you there was, yeah. oh yeah I saw you there yes <laughs> um, yeah no Yard are just nuts like it's just so like I haven't seen it live music. yet and I heard it's because I thought it was because I know Emmett's in it from Gurriers yeah. so I thought it was kind of something like that and my friend Zach was like no it's more kind of Almost massive attacky, I think, yeah. or something. Yeah, it's meant to be fantastic. It's just so. noisy, yeah. heavy, just like just a kick that's like trying to split your head open kind of job. Because we're trying to go to other voices, and uh, the tickets went on sale, and I was just like, okay, because my nana has a holiday home down in Ventry, which is like a twenty minute drive, and yard mm. we're playing. I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll wait till after work, and then I'll I'll get a ticket. I'll ring her, and she'll she'll probably let me take the gap. Yeah. And then the tickets were sold. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, no. I'll cast them. They play a lot anyway, so yeah, yes. yeah. I just think they should be like way bigger because they're just like they're just nuts like seeing them live is such an experience um i think then most underrated not local band uh do you know hikes no actually i don't they're kind of like folky math rock kind of stuff it's just like they're just uh your man nay mapolo i think is Hmm. his name he's the guitarist and it's just like just the most beautiful melodies ever and it's just yeah, just need to be bigger, <laughs> and also need to release an album. They haven't put music Still out. Still haven't got an album yet. Oh, okay. Well, they have an album out, but it was like I don't know, it was like three or four years ago at this point. COVID just need album. more, need more. <laughs> yeah, COVID. <laughs> um, uh, current go-to music. Current go-to. Ah, oh, like <laughs> Doja Cat's new album. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Like, <laughs> I really love like, kind of like just girls singing over trap music it's like it's like gotta be the best genre like, i just love how unapologetically she hates her fans <laughs> yeah oh my god like it's just like it's definitely a bit much but like oh my god she's just she responds to everything i know yeah it's like <laughs> giving out she to people for PR being like training, yeah. online and then she's just there like rinsing everyone in her comments <laughs> 
But like, because it comes up on Reddit quite a bit, and so the subreddit, it's just like, Jesus, she really does actually respond to everybody. And look, at least it means you get a chance to talk to her, I guess, in some capacity. <laughs> Even if she's, you know, <laughs> ripping the shit out of you. Like. <laughs> no, I haven't yeah. given the new. And like, my friend uh, uh, Hugo, he's a huge fan of her, um, and he swears, like, he swears by her that her music is very good. So yeah. is it is is it on par with the last album? Because the last album was very good. Very different. It's a lot more like kind of hip hop driven. Okay, um, which is. It's cool because like and I feel like she's just like discarded that like kind of personality she had in the mm. last album as well. I love that as well with like pop stars and kind of like ears that they have and all this. Like she's definitely in her like <laughs> being intentionally weird and off-putting <laughs> kind of era. And I like. Well, I know uh, it's because Charlie uh, XCX is working on an album now, but she had a six album contract. Oh, she's no really? longer in contract after yeah. Crash. So I'm like. And she says that she's going to go super weird with, and I was like, "Oh, she's it's minimalist pop is what she's looking to make." So, oh, that's so be cool. interesting to see what she's going to do. I loved that uh, EP. What is it? What am I? Oh, at? Uh, vroom vroom. Uh, no, what am I doing right now or something? Oh, how I'm, how I'm feeling right how now. How I'm feeling right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, actually an album, but anyway. <laughs> heartbroken. <laughs> Fake Charlie fan. She, she made that in a month. Really? Yeah, it was a, it was a COVID was it was over, a COVID idea. She made it yeah. from start to finish in a month. Um, I was posting every day all the updates and everything on yeah. it. It was a very exciting time for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one, uh, Pink Diamond. Pink Diamond. It's just like, <laughs> like, oh, it's so heavy. It's well, so Anthem good. is fucking heavy as fuck as well. Like, yeah. it's, it's, no, she's like, cause it's the same with like, you know, you get these pop artists that like 100 Gex are a prime example. Like people know them for their pop stuff. I was like, if you actually listen to it, there's some fucking gnarly ass stuff on their, on yeah, their, on their discography. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I brought a friend to see Charlie in, Berlin mm. and she was like I'll go because my friend was meant to go he couldn't go so his girlfriend was like Bar, I'll go with you and I was like fantastic and she had no idea she was like I'm assuming it's going to be boom clap and all that kind of stuff I was like just wait you see and we got in they started they started doing the trap stuff and she's like what the yeah. fuck was like, <laughs> she did a drag show halfway through no was, yeah. she's such an amazing the performer. first gig I was ever at where I couldn't see the stage because it was just full of tall German men <laughs> That was the audience, like yeah, just all gay German men, just like couldn't see, couldn't literally was like this, couldn't see past any of them. (laughs) The first time it's ever happened to me, my friend was like, "Now you know how it feels." Yeah, (laughs) being stoked. (laughs) Uh, But I guess that like we've we've powered through those questions. But uh, the last question I finish every interview before we also do the plug 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 stuff is, Mm. um, "What do you enjoy most about what you do?" Um, I think probably just being a control freak <laughs> and having like complete reign over what I want my music to sound like I think that's like you know I, I think just having something that like I can create however I want mm. and like being able to share that with people and actually like- having people listen to it is like nuts so I think yeah just like really you know something that's completely me and completely from like all the influences that I have yeah well, you're certainly doing it because, I, like, as I said, I love the single. I really, I genuinely do. I can't wait to Thanks see so you live much. now as well. But, uh, Ty, so it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, this is the part where you basically plug the hell out of your stuff. Cool. So, obviously, go listen to the single. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just go listen to the single. Uh, we've gig on the 18th of December in Workman's Cellar. For yeah. a very good cause it's, as well. Uh, so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, come down, support. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much. This That's is me amazing. talking on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll leave it there. Yeah, cool. Thanks so much, Bear. <laughs> no worries. I think that was very, very. 
so that is the end of our episode for this week. I want a quick thank you again to Tyke for coming on and chatting with me. Uh, that was a fantastic episode. I loved every minute of that. That was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, so make sure to stream Seraph. Um, like, seriously, as I said at the very beginning of the episode, it's an absolutely phenomenal song. You really will be blown away when you hear it, if you haven't heard it already. And uh, go see Silver Glass in December, which will be a very fun gig for a very, very f- good cause. I've seen videos of Silver Glass play on Instagram, and it just looks like a phenomenal show. So should be one definitely to check out. And uh, I guess on my end, if you enjoyed that episode and want to hear more just like it, please give the podcast a follow. It really does help me out uh, a lot. It helps me get discovered and all that kind of carry on. And you can follow me over on Instagram at the Who Art That Podcast as well. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, that's our episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back again soon for a new one. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.